For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 20, 30, cuts midfield, 40, the kicker to beat, see you later. And the 40, and the 30, look at him go, 20, 10, DTR to the house. Here comes Donald, and he spins Burrow around, and then trying to throw it away. TDLB, Raiders in the end zone. The Raiders have a touchdown. This is L.A. Football Mondays, talking all things L.A. football with Rams Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. L.A. Football Mondays is brought to you by the Ford F-150 truck with an available interior work surface and 12-inch touchscreen. It's built tough. Visit your local Southern California dealer to test drive one today. And now, here's Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, and Eric Dickerson. All right, we continue on. Gang all together. Bottom of the hour, David Basset jumps on. Uh, There's not a lot to say about what happened. They were eliminated. Their season is over. It really comes down to now, where do you go from here? You know, in the first hour, we let you vent. And we'll probably let it happen a couple of times this week. But really, it's done. It's over. Sort of like when the Lakers lost to the Pistons. In the NBA Finals in Detroit, if you remember this. I was there, and uh, game is over. And then, what are we going to show on the news? And uh, the producer said, well, you know, we've cut the highlights together. And I said, why would we have highlights? The season is over. Mm. It is completely irrelevant. What happened in the game is done. It makes no difference anymore. Where do we go from here? And all we did is let Shaq talk, and that's when he came out and basically said he was leaving, and we we heard from the players. I didn't show any highlights because it doesn't matter. It's done. It's over. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're upset. You should be. You should feel that way, let down, disappointed. You come up with the term, and that's how you should feel. But there's nothing to be said now. There's nothing that can be done. It's over. So now where do you go from here? And how do you get to a situation where you hope it doesn't happen again? And it's happened. Eight out of ten years, it's happened. They've had a very good team with sustained success in the conversation. Into the playoffs they go. Yes. They've won World Series. Yes. You know what? That's one more than a lot of people have. That it is. That it is, Fred. Yeah. Still hurts. It's painful. But you, but you know what, you know, you you expect more. I hate to say it. Oh like yeah, that. oh yeah. You, you know, do. certain teams, you you ex, you expect more. You expect more out of Absolutely. out of your team. You expect more out of your your players. You you expect more because, you know, just like you watch that game, and what were they chanting? Beat L.A. Oh yeah, beat L.A. You know, everybody. The Dodgers. I don't know if you look it up. The Dodgers is the most hated baseball franchise in Major League Baseball, but because of why? Because they're successful. They're successful. They're in L.A. It's beautiful weather. The beautiful women. Uh, it's a lot to do. Movies are made out here. Everybody wants to live in L.A. I mean, no offense, but who wants to live in Milwaukee? 
mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how dare you, know, you talk about Milwaukee like that? I mean, it's just, it's just, let's, let's, let's give you 100. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the truth. I mean, who wants to live in them, those places? I mean, you know, even San Francisco, right over here, close. But who wants to live in San Francisco? L.A. San Francisco, L.A. I mean, you know, let's just, just keep it 100. That, that's the truth. That's that's why we're hated. I mean, let's go. We can even take it a step further. The, you know, let's go football. The Dallas Cowboys. We hate the Cowboys. I've never been. I'm from Texas. And I, I didn't dislike the Cowboys for different reasons, just because I just thought they were arrogant. But they are the Dallas Cowboys. People hate the Cowboys, but they have a lot, a lot of fans. You go to the stadium, there's Cowboy fans everywhere. It's just like the Dodger fans. You don't have to go... You don't have to go hunt them down. You can find them. I mean, you, you just find them everywhere. And and we expect, I think, our fans expect more out of our team, out of our front office. I mean, I'll go back to what I said. That analytic stuff, man, it's just – I just don't get it. I mean, in these big games, I would say, hey, let's go Go with your gut feeling. Let's go with your gut. What does your gut tell you? Because I think the gut is going to be more right more time than the analytics. That's just my opinion. I, no, no. No, you know what? Rodney and I just looked at each other. You said that. We looked at each other. Uh, I, I'm a guy, okay, in what we do for a living. I would be considered an analytics guy. Always have been. I look a lot at numbers, trends. When we try to figure out how to put on our TV shows, for example, there's a there's a structure to it, and, and there's a magic to it, and you have to learn how to do it. And a lot of that stuff is based on research, numbers, and analytics. When we build TV shows, we build them a certain way. It's not just what I think is good. I know what the audience wants because I have all of this data in front of me. And, you know, there's an old saying in TV, if you put on what people want to watch, they're going to watch radio. If we talk about things people want to talk about, they're going to talk about it. They're going to listen. Well, the same thing goes in baseball. All you're trying to do, and in football for that matter, is put guys in their best position to succeed. All that being said... All that, you have all of that knowledge, all of that research, all of those numbers. Once you put them in their best position to succeed, then you've got to go with your gut. You know, you yeah. have all the tools in front of you and you should use them. But, you know, 40 years of experience tells you when something might not work despite the fact the book says go to it. And I think, Eric, we live in a time in this world where everything is so analytically driven. This is what you do. Really, I'll tell you, a lot of people in their jobs don't really know their job. What they know is what they're supposed to do. Experience doesn't count because they just go by the book. Well, Fred, that's because, you know, that's like becoming a robot, basically. Yeah. You, you, you might as well just let, let, let the computers run stuff. I mean, look, TV shows and movies is totally different from, that's analytics and post to sports. You know, sports, it, it, you can't say a ball bounced off the back of a guy's leg and he caught it for a touchdown. They, the analytics can't tell you that. I mean, analytics can't tell you that a guy's not feeling today. You know, the quarterback's, you know, he's just not feeling He's just not feeling his best. Or, or running back, the offensive line is not feeling it. I mean, the analytics don't tell you that. And, and analytics can't tell you one thing. They have to tell you those are pros on the other side, too. Sometimes people forget that. Yes. Like, why come they're yes. not running the football? When, hey, the professionals over there, too. Hey, those are pros. Those, those those Padres, those are pros. Those are professional baseball players. People forget that they are pros too. That's why the analytics crap to me. Some of it works, but I just think it's a bunch of crap. I mean, look, if you have a if you have a coach that you trust, he's not going to be right all of the time. He's not. It's like a it's like a player's not going to be right all the time. Even though we're on the field doing it, we're not going to be right all the time. But if I'm out there doing it, 
I have an idea of how this is going to work. You know, I know that this play, hey, this play ain't working, man. Why we keep running this crap? Why you keep bringing them in? <laughs> this is not working. The guy, how how you feeling on the mind? I mean, I feel but great. The analytics yeah. said it should work, but, Eric. Yeah, but, the, but the analytics <laughs> say that, that that you should be tired right now. That's what the and I'm not tired. Damn it, I feel fantastic. <laughs> you know, th that's the thing I don't like about the analytics. Analytics, like I say, it's like it's like being run by a robot. You know, like. Oh, Chris, we should do this, and that's what it says right now. We should turn. We should take him out. I need the hell with that crap, man. Let's go by. Let's go by. Go, go by how, how you feel. All right. So now, <laughs> that's just me. I'm, just, I, I'm, hey, friend, I'm hey. just old school. Bring I'm it, old no, school. Bring I'm, it. I'm, 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 you know, you. you know, I'm like my guy Tommy Lasso. Tommy was the same way. He said, "Man, the hell with that analytics crap." That's a bunch of BS, man. <laughs> I, it was so. I would ask him about it, and he was like, "I don't buy that crap." Guys, pissed you're tired. You know, you're pissed today, you're pissed tomorrow. Just I heard it that time. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Tommy! Now with his pitch and the daily haiku, let's welcome on Vic the Brick. And Vic, good afternoon to you. Oh yeah. There we go. I need a haiku. Let's get to the haiku. Hell, I, may get, I may need to get high. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> Seven deep breaths, everybody. Thank you, Vic. Seven deep. <sighs> I'm serious. In <sighs> and out. In and out. In and out. Seven deep. We've all been through a living nightmare, and we need to come back. Good afternoon, Fred. Fred? Hello, Vic. <laughs> Hello, Fred. Why are you ignoring Vic? What's wrong yeah, with you, Fred? Yeah, wrong with you, Fred? Why are you ignoring him? Well, I was letting it marinate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were letting it hibernate, Fred. Like the bear for six months. <laughs> A tough night in Salt Lake City, but a yeah. much tougher night in San Diego. Yeah. He's feeling everyone's pain. It's Rodney Pete. BTB! Yeah, I'm feeling it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And he's in, of course, lifting our, sp our spirits. He is the buoyant one. He is the Hall of Famer. Buoyant. <laughs> he, he has more yards in his sleep than Cam Akers. <laughs> Jared <laughs> Not in my sleep. <laughs> Providing some clarity through all this chaos. It's Kevin Figures. King Flavor? What chaos? Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Nope, not at all. Peel the curtain back. And you'll get the truth. He's big audio dynamite. He's on the ones and the twos. It's Ronnie Fossey. <laughs> Words of wisdom, y'all. A VTB. <laughs> okay, we're all witnesses. We're all witnesses. That's why I say, let's let it marinate in our souls for a bit. And of course, we move on to 2023, but first we will dissect the dynamic. 
Because that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> and Dodger fans, I'm feeling you. What your you pain, doing, your frustration, your exasperation. What you doing, ED? <laughs> He's breathing hard. <laughs> what he's doing? He opened the door. We hear everything. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm moving around over here. A little restless over here. <laughs> Put this on mute. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Vic. Let's let's have the haiku. I'm laying down the three R's. The three R's. Reflect. Recover. And revive. Okay. Well, look at me. I'm still a wreck. Gotta get Again, over it, Vic. Gotta get over Everyone it. says to me, you know, Vic, what the hell happened? And I'll tell you what happened. We didn't hit. This is not about Dave Roberts. This is not about any individual. It's about a collective that did not hit in crunch time. That's all. We can point to that seventh inning from Hardball Hell last, last night. Or Saturday night, whatever it was. But that was just a manifestation of the of the entire entire vibe. It just you know the, the Padres were electric and the Padres outplayed us. It's hard to say, it's hard to admit, but it happened. And now we pivot and we recover and we rebuild as the Dodgers have done the last ten years. Providing another contender for 2023. What are the, what are the next moves? That is what's going to be the dilemma. That's going to be the discussion, the whole thing. But again, I could just go through the, the lineup a little bit. I mean, nobody hit, fellas. Nobody. I mean, when Mookie hits 143 at the top of your lineup... It's not happening. Uh, Red Sam, Red Samurai, Justin Turner, 154. Will Smith, 188. Luxie, 231. But look at me, I'm still a wreck. Yeah. You know, Belly, 143. I mean, CT was hitless. So, it basically broke down, and I think it's been well documented. You guys hit upon it. Uh, runners in scoring position. Yeah. Productive outs. There was no game plan at the at-bats. Is it, just, is it me? Is it just me? But I remember the Dodgers in the one in the 111 season always had game plans at the at-bats. Suddenly, I didn't see game plans when they were, at the, when they were up, up hitting. I mean, it's a very rudimentary view, but I, I didn't see game plans. I think they had but a again, plan, Vic. They just didn't hit. Yeah, the San Diego pen was unconscious, there's no doubt. But still, you got to put the ball in play. You got to put the ball in play. Yeah. And that's the key. Productive outs. I mean, I, I can hop, we can hop on, on so many inconsistencies, and we will, because we want to get our yayas out on this. But again, recover, reflect, and revive. The three R's. That's in full effect right now. Give us a haiku to help us out, Vic. This haiku for you on this Monday, October the 17th. It's from Uishiba. 
Ooh, Uwe Chiba. Never heard of this guy. He was a founder. He was a founder of the master art of Aikido. Aikido. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is a, a unifying with the life force. Aikido. Aikido. Uishiba for you. Master the divine techniques of the way. And no enemy will dare to challenge you. Ultimate warrior leaves no openings. I'm feeling you. Uishiba. Uishiba. You know, Vic, I wish you'd have done that before the weekend games. Well, look at me. I'm still a wreck. Yeah. I think we needed that last week. That's the kind of motivation we needed, Vic. That would have made the difference. You can't blame it on Vic. I'll, I'll accept responsibility. Hey, you didn't hit the. You didn't. You. He wasn't. You. You went up to bat. <laughs> you wasn't pitching. I couldn't yeah, get. I, I couldn't get to bat. Believe me, I would have waved at a few pitches. You, hey, you, know, you, know, you fit right in with the rest of the Dodger lineup. Cool. You know, you know, you know, it was just. A, it was you know, just so. Old, Kevin. So old. it was just a gut punch. No, it was. It's a gut punch. We're going to get over it, but we got to let it out and, and really, you know, you know, evoke, you know, what's going on, in, you know, in our souls, so we can let it go. But we, we must, we will evoke and, and provoke. There's no doubt. But but you know what the killing part is when you hear people. I was over 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 Country Club Wood Ranch uh, last week when they played and. Guys over there talking, oh, man, I could have hit that ball. You know, I missed that. I'm like, I really? look at them because guys, when they play baseball, yeah. I'm like, one guy named Jeff. Jeff, hello, I know you're listening. I'm like, dog, you couldn't hit that ball. That ball that went by you so fast. I looked at one pitch. I'm like, you thought you had to start swinging when he, when he wind up. Everybody think they can hit the ball and catch the ball and throw the ball and make a tackle. I mean, Y'all, that's why you're a bunch of that's why you're a bunch of bums. You're sitting at home. You ain't playing no sports. <laughs> I played in high school. That was high school, son. Playoffs are different beast. Thank you. It's all too real. It's all too real for us. You know, every season we know. It doesn't matter how many games you win in the regular season. It's about the truth. It's about the playoffs. It's a different beast. That's the reality. That's just the reality. And you got to get to build yourself for the playoffs and not the regular season, because you're going to make the playoffs. The Dodgers are going to make the playoffs every year. You know the team's too strong, the organization's too strong. You got to think playoffs and what's going to get us over this hump. And they're working it now. They're working it now. I have total confidence in the Dodger organization. All right, Vic, good job with the haiku. Appreciate it as always. Reflect, recover, revive. Yes. Ford Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. When we come back, David Vassay will join us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Together, all right, we can make things happen. Presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. This is LA Football Mondays. Visit buyfordnow.com. Now, 
Here's Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete. AM 570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah, let's keep it moving down the stretch. LA Football Monday. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, the Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson. Let's keep it moving, Fred. Got to keep it moving. All right, uh, just got word. Andrew Friedman will hold his uh, season-ending What Happened News Conference tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Okay. Good chance we're going to carry that. I haven't asked anybody yet, but I'm pretty sure we are. <laughs> of course you always. That analytics say you will. The analytics says ah, we're going to carry that. Good one. Good one. Good <laughs> analytics one. says you'll carry it. Yeah, that's what the analytics say. <laughs> Also, uh, Lakers open against Golden State tomorrow. Pretty exciting, right? Absolutely, Fred. Dennis Schroeder out three to four weeks. Oh, no. Thumb surgery. He's actually having surgery? Yeah. Damn. On a shooting hand? Not sure what hand. On a shoot. But uh, mm. he's out three to four weeks. That's not a good start to the season. No. And then, uh, of course, we know Westbrook got that hamstring. A little hammy going on. How long is he out, did they say? They hope six months. That was wrong. <laughs> that was bad. That's cold. That's I cold. Guys, I apologize for Fred. That everywhere. was bad. That was horrible. That was that was just a cheap shot. That was low hanging fruit. I apologize. I apologize. All right, dirty Fred. Your, your apology is not accepted. No, it's not the first time. Let's bring on David Vasse. Dave, good afternoon. Hey guys, happy birthday to uh, Rodney's son there RJ. Happy twenty fifth to RJ Rodney and, and his twin sister Ryan. Absolutely, Dave. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, yeah, the twins, yeah, 25 man. years old. 25, I'm old, man, I'm old. If you're old, what am oh, I? Oh, no, yeah. you're, you're the same age, they just keep getting older. Oh, thanks for that, Dave, I appreciate it. That was it. solid, Dave. Thanks for the <laughs> shout-out, Dave, appreciate okay. it. Hey, Holly even was, uh, you know, we exchanged some messages over the weekend with her being in Canada. Yeah. She was freaking out over the Dodgers, I too, know. Rodney. I know, she, she, I think you were keeping her sane at least a little bit, Dave, so I appreciate <laughs> that, brother. Uh, Things I was, were looking good until the seventh <laughs> inning. I know, I know. I couldn't do it because I was in Utah, you know, kind of licking my wounds from the Trojans. So thank you, thank God you were there, Dave. I appreciate. Well, that it. was the silver lining of the weekend. All right, Dave. Uh, if everybody wants to point a finger, what are we pointing a finger at? Well, I would say number one, the players that didn't show up that thought they could just show up and beat the Padres, you know, talking to some Padres players after they beat the Dodgers, they felt that the Dodgers felt that they could just show up and beat them. And they came in flat, especially after that first win of the series. And honestly, has anybody seen Mookie Betts? Mm, mm, I, I haven't seen Mookie Betts in quite some time. You look at Bryce Harper he carried the Phillies to the NLCS. He's their superstar. Manny Machado and Juan Soto carried their team to the NLCS. The Dodgers superstar, Mookie Betts, had two hits in the NLDS. And here's something for you. It's not something new. Mookie Betts may have checked out after the Dodgers clinched the NL West because since September 13th, when the Dodgers clinched the NL West, Mookie Betts was hitting a mere 212 since that day, and he could never flip the switch. 
Yeah, it's it's tough, and that's that's the time where you need your stars to play, and especially. And you've talked about, we've all talked about it, Dave. When uh, the Dodgers go, most of the time, the Dodgers go as Mookie goes because he sets the table. He's the leadoff guy. He's the catalyst. Other players have set it. And when he's not going, Dave, uh, most often than not, the Dodgers struggle. Um, is there anything to it other than just he just struggled like a lot of the players did? Yeah, you know, I don't think it's as easy to sweep away as they just struggled. I mean, the Dodgers, since they clinched, it's astonishing when you look at some of these players and what they did. Trey Turner has been a mere mortal since the beginning of August and has been below par since the Dodgers clinched. He was a 250 hitter since September when the Dodgers clinched the NL West. And he was a big goat in this series as well. Uh, he made a costly error that the Dodgers can never overcome in Game 2. So I, I would point at the players before fans have this knee-jerk reaction to point to Dave Roberts. Yes, the seventh inning was not his finest moment. The game got a little too fast for him. Yes, the script, the pregame script of the Dodger front office that was given to Dave Roberts was not the best plan, taking Tyler Anderson out after five innings. But the players did not come to play. When the Dodgers only scored one run in the top of the seventh inning of game four, I felt that they left the door open for the Padres, and they certainly did in a big way as San Diego scored five runs in the bottom half of that inning. I, I agree with you, Dave. I'll I t- I tell you one thing. that when I, I go back and look at that series. Uh, that second game where Trey Turner made that, that error on, on trying to the ground ball, that was, yeah. that was big. That, that was big. I mean, that, that was, that you was know big about turning. momentum. That's hard momentum yeah. to overcome when you give a team life like that. Yep, they they gave a momentum and, and they and the and they went on to win that, that win that baseball game. But when you talk about about to say Mookie Betts and Trey Turner not not what 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 not not performing what what happens? I mean, did they just shut it down after after they clinched the the the, the division and just like like try to cruise it in? Is, is that what happened or, or what what do you think happened? Yeah, I totally do, Ed. I feel like uh, they too many guys on this team exhaled. And they couldn't turn it on again when the playoffs started. And I really do believe when the Dodgers saw it was the Padres, I'm not sure they realized the playoffs had started in those first two games. Yeah, I believe the Dodger players yeah. realized the playoffs had started when first pitch was thrown at Petco Park, and that stadium was louder than anything they've ever experienced, anything I've ever experienced, in the 11 years traveling with the Dodgers, I feel like they realized the playoffs started in Game 3 in that environment with not Dodger fans in San Diego and the way the Padres kept coming at them like dogs, and they couldn't, they couldn't flip the switch until it was too late. Yeah, I, I, I agree with I that. Agree. I agree with I that, agree. Dave. And it's almost even like Game 1, they get out to the 5 nothing lead, but the Padres make a run at them. It was like they, they kind of, okay, we got this. We up 5 nothing. We're just going to cruise all the way through. And then got hit in the mouth in game two. It was like, oh, when are we going to wake up? And they never woke up. You're I, I right. Agree. And you guys, during the 19 meetings that the Dodgers and Padres played, whenever the Dodgers got ahead of the Padres, the Padres had the feeling of, oh, boy, here we go again. And they basically would not have the fight to try to come back. That first game was an indication that this was a different Padres team. 
when the Dodgers were up 5 nothing, the Padres did not punt that game. They made it a game. And that should have been a wake-up call to the Dodgers that this was a different team. But it wasn't until Game 3 at Petco Park. And at that point in time, they had a pitcher who had pitched only once in the last seven weeks as their starter, and the momentum just kept building in the Padres' direction, and it was too late. All right, Dave. So now, where do they go from here? Uh, Another lost season, an opportunity lost, and decisions have to be made on certain guys. Uh, And uh, Andrew Friedman has to make some tough calls. So what do you see happening now? Where do they go from here? I don't see Trey Turner returning especially after this October and especially after the last two months of the season. Uh, I just don't see the Dodgers paying him the money that he may command on the open market. Justin Turner is a a big question mark as well. He'll be 38 when the season begins next year, and the team has an option on his contract for $18 million, or they can buy him out for $4 million. And my understanding is Justin Turner addressed the team after their loss in Game 4, after it was all said and done. So you have to wonder whether or not he thought in the back of his mind, this possibly could have been my last game. That still remains to be seen. He was a good player the last 100 games of the season, one of the best if you look at the numbers. So I wouldn't say that's a given that he's gone or that he's coming back. I don't think either one is cemented. I do believe Clayton Kershaw comes back, in my mind, no doubt. Tyler Anderson, I believe the Dodgers bring him back. Um, Andrew Heaney's a free agent. We'll see what, what happens there. But the Dodgers are at a huge fork in the road with Cody Bellinger. Right. He did not yeah. start the biggest game of their season, and he had another really bad year, one of the worst hitters in Major League Baseball, despite him being one of the best defensive players in Major League Baseball. Do the Dodgers tender him a contract? Are they concerned if they give him a change of scenery that he turns into the player that we saw from 2017 to 2019? Are they willing to take that risk? That's a big question. And the Dodgers have to address their closer situation. Who's going to be their closer? They talked about it for so many years with Kenley Jansen, working the game backwards. When you have a dominant closer like the Padres had and Josh Hader, it makes the game shorter. And the Dodgers certainly need to address that. All right. So with Cody Bellinger, uh, there will be conversations. And the deal is this. Tender him or he's done, correct? Yeah, they could tender him. If they don't tender him a contract, he basically is a free agent. They could tender him a contract and make a settlement before they get to arbitration. And either he could be on the team next year or they could still trade him. Those are the options. Okay, if you're just sitting here uh, handicapping it, what are you going to handicap? I handicap Cody Bellinger is back because the Dodgers don't want to risk him finding something and them uh, basically losing him without getting anything in return. I I believe they rolled the dice one more year and let it play out with Cody Bellinger. He's a free agent after this upcoming season. Yeah. And 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 you mentioned Trey Turner, and we were talking about that earlier. We don't we feel the same way you do, because uh, he's probably going to command a lot of money. But also, do they feel like uh, Gavin Lux is ready to take over that role as shortstop? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I know that's that's a plan that they can go with if they decide to pass on Trey Turner, and the uh, and they decide to reallocate the dollars they would have spent to re-sign him in a different position. 
uh, maybe some outfield help. If you look at the Dodger outfield, Mookie Betts, Trace Thompson, and Chris Taylor, uh, that's not exactly what you would envision in the biggest game of the year. Um, Aaron Judge is a free agent, and we have seen the Dodgers surprise many people by bringing in the biggest of superstars, so I wouldn't rule that out. How about Evan Phillips as the closer next year? Possibly, if Blake Trinan and Daniel Hudson are back healthy, but that's a big risk. Um, Trinan's right shoulder was iffy all season long. He never had uh, shoulder surgery. Instead, he decided to rehab it. Um, Evan Phillips was the Dodgers' super reliever, except in the biggest inning of the biggest game. I don't know where he was, um, but, yeah, he's a candidate for sure. Dave, uh, can you un- understand, I mean, you dealt with the calls, you, you, you're with the Dodgers every day, the feeling of the fans in this city right now. Can you understand why they feel the way they do? Without a doubt. Uh, I've had to live it, Fred. It's not just the Dodgers lose the way they lose. It's these controversial decisions that seem to be scripted out before games. Uh, I feel like Tyler Anderson is the new Rich Hill. Just insert Rich Hill or Tyler Anderson in the same sentence. And I think it's unfair, I believe it's unfair, to put this all at the doorstep of Dave Roberts. This is an organizational philosophy that he obviously is on board with or he wouldn't be the manager of the Dodgers. All right. Well, Dave, tomorrow Andrew Friedman talks at one o'clock. He'll uh Hey, thank you for that, for Fred. Everybody. I'll be there. Yeah, I wanted to let you know. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll carry it here on the radio station starting tomorrow at one. Dave, great job this season. Thanks for checking in today. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Dodger Stadium. All right. Uh what other football game we have to talk about? Tonight. Hadn't been played yet. Tonight. So we're gonna get to that next. Okay. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM 570 LA Sports. From the Rams to the Raiders to the Chargers, this is LA Football Mondays on AM 570 LA Sports. Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete are presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Oh, yeah, Rodney Pete. Fred Rogan, the Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson on an LA Football Monday. Tough Monday. Tough Monday. But together we get through it. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. That's why we get together every day. Damn right. All right, that nice little team plays tonight at SoFi against Denver. Uh, We said it before the season. I don't know how it plays out. I thought the Chargers would have a better year than the Rams. The Chargers haven't been 100%. Keenan Allen's still not playing. But it's a division game and a very important game for the Chargers against the Broncos, Eric. How do you see it going? Well, you know, the Broncos are a team that could be 4-1 and one very easily, just like the Chargers could be 4-1 and one or possibly, you know, 5-0. and oh. um, I think it's going to come to a game of, of turnovers, um, I think uh, field position, and, and which quarterback plays the best, which I think that'd probably be Justin Herbert, the way he's, he's been playing. but And who can run the football the best? I think that's what it comes down to, who can really run the football the best. Um, 
and that may be the charge and maybe the Broncos who, who knows, but I think it will be a close game. I think it will be a good game. Uh, but you know, we expect more out of the charges, but once again, here we go, a football team that's beat up and let's see what they can do, you know, with the backups. Yeah. Injuries, 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 boy, the chargers uh, can't seem to get away from it. But, but I think, the, first of all, I think the chargers are a better team. They're at home. Um, this is an opportunity for, for the chargers to kind of make their move. Um, you know, the Rams are in the middle of the pack. Yes, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. I'm not saying they're going to capture the city, but it's it's a chance for them to make the move on, on Monday night, the big stage. And this is a big game for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Yep, and their coach. This is a huge game for them. National TV again. If he goes and, and, and they've been struggling and he struggles again tonight, boy, they, they are going to go crazy after him. Um, so this is a, there's a lot of pressure on the Broncos. Uh, especially if the Chargers not only win, if the Chargers blow them out, then boy, they gonna be. They, I don't know if they. I don't know if Russell Wilson <laughs> want to get it back on that plane and go to Denver. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, um, they. I think they expected a lot out of Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, at, at the, too much. This, yeah, Broncos. I, exactly right. And I say yeah. too much out of him. I mean, I, I I didn't see him going there, fitting in. I mean, I just didn't. And and it seems like he's not fitting in real well with it with that football team that's what time that's what it comes down to a lot of times is yeah. how you fit in in the locker room you know that as well as i do you know some guys don't fit in i mean because you're a quarterback doesn't mean you're gonna fit in and right you know right now he's just not he's not fitting in with the players uh yeah huge game uh kansas city lost yesterday so that's a, a break for the chargers and you, you you hope they play well and you hope there are no self-inflicted wounds and I'm not talking about turnovers. I hope Brandon Staley doesn't do something crazy uh-huh. at some point. I was just going to say, like, going for it on fourth yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, because he's still he's, – he's, I, I don't know if I've seen a coach more stubborn than him in, in terms of that. You know, when it's backfired on you so many times, he still does it. Hey, man, the analy- but the analytics says – the, the <laughs> analytics go. says he should there go for go. it. That's go. what the analytics says, and he's getting stuck with the analytics. That analytics crap, I hate that crap. The analytics going to get him fired. Going to get him fired. <laughs> All right, Chargers. Analytics. Chargers host the Broncos. Monday night football at SoFi Stadium. Pre-game coverage with Isaac Lowe and Cron begins at 3.30 with a kickoff at 5.15. Up the dial on the FM side, our sister station, Alt 98.7. Be sure to come back here to AM570 LA Sports for Charger Talk after the game. Ford Truck Month is here. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer and get behind the wheel of a new Ford F-150 truck. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Yeah. ED, always a pleasure. Thank y'all for finally getting me in. Hey. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Was that on us? (laughs) That was on y'all. Was it? Yes. Hey, okay. what? Of course. Wait, wait, wait. the black man? Yeah, no, 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 no. Or not I, got you. <laughs> I got really good. I got good news. Next Monday, come on, starting at 10 a.m. We'll make up for it. Yeah. What? Okay, okay, okay. That's not what? Yeah, 10 a.m. Okay, to 3. We'll what? just cover up yeah, Colin and put you on. Okay, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Rodney, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Okay, guys. Like in the scene, what's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.